Welcome in everyone to episode 95 of the Badcast Podcast. I'm your host, Kale Payne, joined by my co-host, the Pelper, aka <laughs> Speed Sheep 2. You get that EYC? Is that a new purchase? No, no. Uh, it was a it was a gift recently. So, oh, I see. Pretty, I see your dog's tail behind you. Actually, that's the first. Yeah, yeah. She's dog, she's hanging out. Dog cam. Yeah. <laughs> dog cam. I was like, I need Wait, to... Is that a cat? And I was like, no, you don't have a nah, cat. Nah, I got to upgrade my stream to get a dog cam. You know. True. True. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm feeling good. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm still a little jet lagged from London, but. Yeah, yeah. It, my our apologies if this episode comes out a little later. We had to push back yeah. recording a little bit due to some jet lagness stuff. Um, not too bad. I'm probably am a little jet lagged. I don't know. My mm-hmm. yesterday I was in and out like quite a bit. So yeah, there's that. It was like I think it was like uh, midnight last night. I just had this this so such a powerful urge to just go to sleep. I I don't know, man. I I rarely just am able to just lay down and instantly go to sleep, but that was pretty nice. Really. <laughs> Yeah, you having trouble yeah. sleeping already at our no, current no, no. age? No, no, I'm saying uh I'm saying yeah, typically it's a little bit tougher, but because mm-hmm. of all the jet lag and being tired, I actually just passed out, which is great. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that is always the thing. Oh my goodness, my cat Aww. is being chatty. Yeah, I don't yeah. think y'all can hear it because of mics. But yeah, we are back from London, fresh off the planes, and uh, maybe not feeling so fresh, but we're here with with another episode, five episodes away from one hundred. Mm. what's going to happen stay tuned five more weeks five stay more tuned weeks. stay tuned stay tuned um i got some plans but we shall see we shall see um happy tax day as well or post tax day so if you haven't done your taxes yet and you live in the united states and you aren't one of the affected heirs in california from inclement weather weather issues then better get on it man yeah, irs coming ask, for you ask for an extension asap you sound like you sound like that's a personal request. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I actually uh, actually did mine right before Europe, and I paid my tax bill uh, the week prior to going to London, and it was uh, it stung. It stung a lot. Yeah, yeah. So you know um, what I've been doing? I guess I'm technically like still not, like paying plenty of taxes. But what mm. I've been doing is paying the IRS ahead of time. So I'll just yes. pay them like a bunch of money and be like. And then I just assume like, and then I always get money back, but it's because yeah. I like paid a bunch. I'm not, I'm still losing money <laughs> in that regard. Yeah. Well, well, that's actually what my, my tax lady recommended as well, especially if you're, um, you know, solo self-employed, mm-hmm. she says pay in quarterly. Yes. And if you don't, if you don't pay in quarterly, you actually have to pay a fee, which is what I had to do as well. It's just like a yes. hundred bucks extra. Dude, yeah, I didn't know that either, right? Because like, <laughs> when I started doing the full-time YouTube thing, I didn't know that either. And then my dad was the one that told me like a year after. I was like, dude, you run your own business. Why didn't you think I needed to know this, right? Like I didn't know this at all. But yeah, yeah he didn't tell me until after. And so I, I figured out last year, so I did that ahead of time. And especially, you know, when we do like stuff at the Pokemon company, we get contracted. Like it's just it's a lot of taxes we have to pay. So yeah. So. You know. Very little is withheld, so it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. very little is zero withheld on my end. Yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, anyway, let's get into it. Let's get into the let's get into the episode. We got stuff to cover. I mean, most of it's just recapping UIC and stuff. We have some events, you know, stuff like that. Uh, if yeah. you love remote rating, it's it's still not a great week for you. <laughs> it's not a great week yeah. for all of us. But it's not getting better. <laughs> no, no. But anyway, let's get into the episode. Uh, comments from last episode. Michael Perez says, first, 
cool beans. What? What? Dude, indeed. it's very what cool happened? beans to be first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabine says, we say half a liter if necessary, regarding to when I said 0.5 liters, right, for like a beer mm-hmm. or something. And if we went, uh, if we want Hefeweizen in northern Germany, we say Enheifenweizen or Enweizen. They always come in half a liter bottles. Dude, I love it. Man, sure. the Hefeweizen. And the Slow King says afterward in Dutch, we would also say something like half a liter. 0,5 liter is something mm. we'd almost never say. We're honestly more likely to say 0.5 because we'd be speaking English then. Gotcha. Uh, All right. So we just asked for half dude, a liter then if we're in Germany or, or elsewhere. Yeah. I actually got a, I got a message from our very own 23 EJB. He says it's 0,5 in German. I'm going to try this. He, it's 0,5. So, okay. Uh, it's terrible pronunciation. I'm sorry, but I appreciate yeah. you uh, letting me know. I personally would probably butcher it too. So I'll say half a liter, but thank you, Sabine, Slow King, and EJB for the comments there and hey we saw ejb this past weekend too or past week we a did couple times too always good to run into him he's a great battler but also a really nice guy as well so yes um yeah yeah it was good to see he was running a double too we'll talk more about <laughs> that in the uic segment ben stram says i thought death diaries were every three months each season uh it's possible we could be wrong what did we say two months either way uh, i don't think he's been coming every three months either right when's the last one We've had one every half year, I think. Dude, so bad. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the number is, it definitely is at a less frequent rate than what's expected. Mm. Uh, anyway, PP Steve says, Speedy really coming out swinging against dental hygiene. Shit, hey. hey. Wait, Come what on. is that referring to again? It, we, we made the analogy about expectations and like oh, yes, breaking up yes. about brushing your teeth and stuff. Yeah, that analogy did not really fully connect in my mind, but you know what? I'm glad it – well, I don't think it connected in Steve's mind anyway. Hopefully well, <laughs> so hopefully, some people liked it. Well, they can't all be hits, Caleb, right? You know, even even people like even people like Elvis miss sometimes, you know? <laughs> you compare yourself to Elvis? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Speediest Elvis too here. Sabine <laughs> Keller says in 2022, Pokemon Go. Oh, this is in quotes, by the way. Uh, Pokemon Go in-app purchase revenues surpassed 645.59 million U.S. dollars worldwide. End quotes. That's what I found. This doesn't include the free-to-play players, of course. This tells me we are a bunch of people. Let's just let's say each of us invests about five dollars. That might be enough to buy Pokemon Go from Niantic including some developers who actually love that game. And then we become a community-owned game developer, and all of a sudden we can choose new haircuts for our in-game characters, raid remotely, nerf Lantern, and Knockdown somehow, and live happily ever after. (laughs) This is such a nice dream, isn't it? I still hope this inspires someone who knows how to pull off something like this. I hope so, too. I also, I mean, I'm not, like, the most business-savvy person, so I don't know the logistics around selling, like, a part of a company off right like i'm I'm pretty sure nine think it's so off on it and they don't even care to make money off of remote raids i don't know if they're willing to try to make money off of someone trying to buy their company but right yeah it's a nice dream i mean we can add the facial hair that psionic mentioned like two years ago that he really wanted oh yeah 
Do you remember now, that? Some people would help out with that. In the meantime, you should just shave your off your face to represent your avatar, you know? Oh, you think so? You think so? Until we get it, yeah. Yeah. Speaking Dude, of bets, too, we, we got updates on bets later. As well. I'm going for the Santa beard look. That's what I'm doing. You got to oh, you got to dye it. I got to dye it, though. Bleach it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bleach it. Maybe during the holidays. See, I'm already thinking ahead for the next punishments. <laughs> the next. <laughs> oh, always, man. always, always plotting. Always plotting. Joe Art says, hey, Caleb and Will, greetings from the Philippines. Hope all is well. Regarding the championship points, if this gets implemented over here in the Asia-Pacific region, I do hope play Pokemon uh, organize, uh, will organize more tournaments. Currently, we uh, only can possibly join two tournaments. One is the championship being held in Australia, and the other is the online tournament that combines most of the Asian countries. Even, wow. the Aust- even Australia is tough due to visa and financial constraints. Looking forward to episode 100. Anyway, we can snag a Bowcat shirt. <laughs> More power to you both. Shirts, we're working on it. Um, yeah, you're wearing it too, but we're working on it. Let's let's aim to have them available by episode 100. Actually, let's let's aim for that. But also, okay. great point, Joe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I hope so. Like, I don't know. It's so tough because VGC and TCG have been around for so long, and even they, those regions, struggle with implementing enough tournaments for these regions right mm-hmm. because um yeah i mean it's just like there's not like they're not hosting vgc and tcg tournaments in these regions right and i think that might be a reason why there isn't as many because there's not as many as much interest in those regions i could be wrong there could be a ton of interest and people just maybe given up or maybe there's a lot of you know noise around this topic but we just don't know because we're not vgc or tcg but yeah. if i were to guess proportionally speaking i think there's probably more go players proportionally than VGC and TCG players in these regions. Not proportional to the actual game, proportional to the actual population of VGC and TCG players from around the world. And that being said, you know, I I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying right now. All I'm saying is I agree with you, Joe. I hope I hope they do something for for the Asia regions, especially because yeah. there's a lack there. But there's also a huge lack of regionals and tournaments in general in the Latin region as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because Latin America is huge and I feel like most of the tournaments are in Brazil. But they could definitely, they could definitely benefit by hosting some in other regions and countries, and mm-hmm. also just having more of them. Yeah, I think I think um, this season there were at least two or three regionals in Brazil plus LAIC. So definitely a lot of love uh, shown to that country, which is great, right? We really enjoy going there. I think their player base is incredible. We saw the Sylph um, Battle Tower have over two hundred reg- registered players mm-hmm. in Argentina uh, earlier this year as well. One point I wanted to make to Joe is that the uh, Japan and the surrounding regions, that's all the umbrella of TPC, which is just the Pokemon company, whereas TPCI, the Pokemon Company International, is primarily what Caleb and I work with. That's like what we're doing, traveling around. It's going to be interesting to see how TPC decides to expand upon things because that's definitely the domain of the, the parent company there versus TPCI. And one of our casters, Wancho, has actually casted TCG not only for TPCI, which is Caleb and I's you know umbrella, so to speak, but also for TPC. So he'd be a good person to talk to maybe about how the tournament format works and how the championship points uh, will work as well. Yeah, that's a great point too that you made. TPC is the Pokemon company and TPCI is the Pokemon company international. And yes. it seems like oh, like these all these companies work together and they sometimes work with Niantic as well and all this stuff. But like they're they're separate companies and they operate. Uh, oftentimes in very different ways in different realms and you're absolutely right the 
you know, TPCI hosts like the Oceania International Championships and some of the, oh my goodness, what's happening? Anyway, sorry, my cat like just completely like <laughs> pulled the whole like, like Mufasa situation here. Her claws like really <laughs> dug into my chair. There's like holes in my chair now. I mean, it's, it's not a big oh. deal, but I'm just like, I wish that you oh, could man. see that on camera. Anyway. Um, oh yeah, her cat bed fell, that's why. Oh, okay, okay. She's trying to tell you something. Dude, I know. In this situation, there's just Mufasa. I wasn't Scar, you know? Scar at least was attentive. <laughs> I wasn't even Scar. Um, but, but you know, it's TPC that hosts the tournaments in, like, Japan. Um, I guess it's the online tournaments as well, which is why a lot of times mm-hmm. the formats also look very different too, right? Because yes. they, they're hosted by, you know, different companies. And the tricky part is... I think TPC has to somehow give away some of that control to TPCI mm-hmm. to host those tournaments. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know how that looks, right? How much does TPC want to continue hosting tournaments for their regions? Or maybe TPCI doesn't want to host these regions, or it could be a combination of those factors, or a bunch of things that we don't are aware of that aren't. Neither of those are true. So it's yeah. kind of a tricky situation. Well, I think for Latin America, though, that's one that TPCI can probably do more involvement in. Because to my knowledge, I don't think TPC is involved in that. But again, budgets and all that stuff. However, I will say that based on what it looks like from TPCI in general from past mm-hmm. years, like we're just constantly increasing more and more opportunities for players around the world. Mm-hmm. And the game's grown in not just for Go, obviously, right? But also for... Uh, all the other stuff, uh, all the other yeah. games, VGC and TCG. Yeah, dude, I I remember hearing a few years ago it was unheard of to get more than like three hundred players for a VG mm-hmm. tournament, and now we're like doubling that, no problem, selling out exactly. easily. Something exactly. I think something fundamentally changed after after COVID. I'm not sure what it was, but uh, people are coming out. And yeah, just last thing I'll say on this: if if you ever wanted like an online regional, right, where everybody could play, just imagine you had it, but it was against all the players in your in your area in your region and it was a best of one matchup and you had to win a lottery just to get a ticket to compete and then you had to play a best of one to advance and that's how you earned a spot in a uh, in like an online regional that's that's literally what they have to do in japan yeah it's pretty uh pretty <laughs> it's rough. intense pretty rough. yeah exactly i'm gonna i'm gonna feed my dog while you read this yes. next question right yes back. no problem i will get Give into 10 it. seconds yes Enrique says, thanks for the content, guys. What are you planning for episode 100? You have to invite Zion as a special guest for the one for that one, please. Greetings from Peru. Hey, thank you for the comment, Enrique. We got some ideas. Maybe we will invite Zion, but you got to stay tuned and see. But it was very good to see Zion, uh, especially in London this past week uh, and working with him as well for EUSC, too. Um, mm-hmm. You're back in time for just your, your favorite commenter, Speedy. It's not Enrique. Well, oh Manny, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say it was awesome to see Zionic and EUIC. We'll talk about this as well, I'm sure. But it didn't feel like he missed a step at all. All right, I got, oh. I got to read this this question by Manning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Manning says Caleb, Caleb is really trying to gaslight Speedy and my bromance. Shake my head. No way to break up this old misconnection with a smirk face. <laughs> also funny to hear a Jets fan in quotations trying to roast the Giants. P.S. <laughs> By the time you're reading this, I'm already in your DMs to get full info on that suit guy. We'll be back, we'll be back in the U.S. in August. Dude, I'm just, uh, yeah, my suit guy came in clutch. If you haven't seen EYC stuff, I got some fresh fits. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. 
I had my same gray suit, but I had a new black suit and I had a new uh like a burgundy velvet suit. And it was it was uh my it was suit nice. came in clutch, you know. It came in clutch. This guy knows what he's doing. I actually got a DM from Manning on Instagram. He said in response to one of my pictures, he said, Straight fire, your suit game really went from high school prom slash lousy salesman to Wolf of Wall Street slash Great Gatsby in under a year. Dude, honestly, that's hilarious. And I honestly I cannot even fault him for that, Rose, because it was rough. It was rough a year ago. Gotta say. Dang. Trying to up our game, you know, in both fashion and commentary. Gotta gotta do it. Exactly. All, right? You gotta look good to feel good, right? That's true. I was not feeling good <laughs> after those rows last year on Twitter. I, mean, I still made it work, but like, yeah, I don't know. We also seem to wear ties more often than the other games. I feel like the tie is like the way to go. Mm-hmm. You, did you explain Agreed. to everyone your tie situation, your tie thing? Because <clears throat> I don't know if you changed your philosophy on this. I was never a fan. Dude, I feel like I've seen this in other games as well. I feel like if, if you have a three-day event, right? Friday, which you can be a little more recently. You can be a little more casual, right? Maybe you wear like a, a collared shirt or a button-down shirt uh, for Friday and some pants, right? Some nice shoes. Saturday, you step it up, right? You wear the suit, but you wear open collar. And then Sunday, you go with the tie, the three-piece, the tie clip, the pocket square. You just max out on Sunday. I think it's cool to have a progressive look because it means like you're know. taking it means you're taking Championship Sunday more and more seriously. Okay, I don't so. disagree with you on that, but I do think that you're taking it too casual by not even wearing a tie on day one, right? I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you my general setup, right? Day one, I had the tie. Or I guess I had a tie and suit for day one and day two. But day three, I had the bow tie, I had the vi- nice velvet suit, you know, the loafers. Like I try yeah. to amp it up that way, right? But there's still like some type of like formality there. You wore a tie this past weekend though, right? On day one, I like did. you weren't like did. you didn't you didn't follow your trend. Bro, you think I'm going to be the only one out of the three guys not wearing a tie? <laughs> See, peer pressure works. Peer pressure um, works. Sometimes it does, yeah. Well, I guess uh, I guess I got the last lap on that one. <laughs> Maybe two of butters was there, you would have no tie, you know? Dude, no tie, last time, top button buttoned up. <laughs> dude, last time two of butters and I were at the same event, it was exactly that. Two of us with no tie. Oh, it was me and Wholesome with a tie? Yeah. Before yeah. Well, Wholesome had a turtleneck, so it doesn't count. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. He'd be looking like The Rock. I forgot about that. You know, the <laughs> chain and everything. Accurate. That's all about the fashion. I got to try to keep up. So, who is Josh says, Dev Diary, you mean devastating diaries. <laughs> I think uh, there's a whole encyclopedia dedicated to Niantic's botches, volume one through six, in game disasters, <laughs> and seven through 12, communication with the community. I know it's getting boring talking about this, and I. And I'm, I am too. Uh, this is what uh, Niantic's counting on. But yep. on the sentence on the update of remote rate passes, the preservation of the game for the future to all players. In quotes, what demographic are uh, Niantic now trying to lure in? Pokemon is a generation thing, and majority of the community are 21 plus years old. Mm-hmm. I know there will be younger, but Pokemon came out in the mid 90s, and fast forward 2016, it drops. We were all the prime age for nostalgia. Now there isn't ever going to be that psionic boom of player base again influx. But they couldn't even fill a junior world championship in London for under 18, so they ditched that quickly. Most players are now uh, seven years older, and life has continued to, uh, by having families, and a lot now have higher commitments than go. 
the next mm-hmm. generation under 16 technically won't have this disposable income to buy the in-game items because really Pokemon is a kids program targeted to us in the 90s age 8 through 12. These kids at this age weren't uh, aren't playing this game uh, how we play it. I'll be surprised if they can make <laughs> if they could name the first 100, 151 Pokemon. This game is far from free to play for competitive. Sorry, I keep rambling on Caleb, Mr. Dumpy, but it's refreshing <laughs> to have these talks and not to be a filtered, filtered content creator. I'll one day have a positive, less naggy comment in the future. Squirrel Trapper, I'm coming, brah. <laughs> yo, there's a bunch of these comments out here. Speaking of Squirrel Trapper, yo, we met Squirrel Trapper actually at London. Dude, it, it turns out there might be more than one scroll trapper as well. <laughs> Dude, yes. <laughs> Let me get the backstory. We're walking around, right? Actually, no, the first time it happened, we were at uh, one London's finest social event yep. at, a, at a pub. And guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, I'm scroll trapper. I was like, no shot. You're scroll trapper. Right? And he's like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I love the podcast. Today. So great to meet. Conv- I love like meeting people in the community that makes like inside jokes on the podcast. Yes. One, you know, they're a dedicated listener if they know scroll trapper. Right. Um, yep. And two, that they would even go that far and introduce <laughs> themselves. Dude, scroll trapper has got to be on future merch. I already got it. Right. We need we need scroll trapper merch. Right. <laughs> it's like it's like, have you seen Walking Dead? with the Negan Yeah, arts? You know yeah, how they're yeah, always yeah. like, I am Negan, right? Everyone's, yeah. I am Scroll Trapper, right? Everyone's Scroll Trapper. <laughs> but the funny no, part is, on the last day, I'm sitting up on the main lounge stage area. It's like mm-hmm. slightly elevated. And some guy's by the barrier. He's like, hey, Caleb. I was like, hey, what's up? So I walk over. Like, we didn't start the show yet. I just introduced myself. I was like, hey, like, how's it going? And like, hey, different guy, right? I said, I'm Scroll Trapper. <laughs> I love it. Two Dude. separate people with with the same inside joke. I loved it. I was like, "No, you're not." He's like, nah, "I'm not," but he's like, "I love the podcast and everything." So it was great to see. You know, honestly, here's the thing: people got to start introducing them by their actual names so, because I'm getting confused <laughs> on how many scroll trappers there are and like how many non scroll trappers there are. But, uh, Dude. yeah, this is this is so funny from from my perspective. Uh, first, the first one was at the bar. And we're all like hanging out, you know, London's finest social. Like you said, I'm in a conversation with Carl and a few other people. And then you tap me on the shoulder and you like point to this guy standing in front of you. You're like, yo, this is the real squirrel trapper right here. You like try to convince me. Right. And I look at him. He's like not smiling or anything. He's like serious. Right. He's like, yeah, man, I need to talk to you about the podcast. And I like look at him and I'm like, there's no way. And I just turn around <laughs> and continue my other conversation. And then to your point in the actual venue, I met that same guy, but it wasn't over at the stage. I was actually walking to the stage and he like stands up from his seat, walks over to me like quickly and like puts out his hand. He's like, yo, Speedy, I'm Squirrel Trapper, man. And I shake his hand. I look at him. He's like, nah, I'm just kidding. But I like the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So we both met the same guys. Good. So good. You know, maybe Squirrel Trapper has a twin. They are twins. They are twins, you know, Squirrel Trapper twins could be but but to answer the question though i i really sincerely did not even think about it like that and that's that's a huge revelation right that it's a generational marketing play because for me personally i for you as well dude like we put down pokemon around the crystal version and or silver and crystal version and now we're like back into it more so than ever and it's just amazing to think that go is the catalyst for that without go we wouldn't have even looked this direction yeah, and I really love Josh's point about how since the games come out, right, most players are now like 
well, not most players, all players are seven years older, right? And life has continued by having families and a lot has now, true. you know, a lot of us have more commitments. Dude, that's so true. Not us specifically, right? But just think about some of our friends, right? We got, I know a friend, like our friend Lyndon, right? Gets engaged. Gets engaged. Uh, no, no, not even since the game came out, since PvP came out, right? Gets engaged since PvP came, comes out, which is like around 2019. Gets married. Mm-hmm. And then has a newborn all since PvP came out, let alone since Pokemon Go comes out, right? So just yep. think about like the life cycles people have gone through and the life changes people have gone through since then. That's just one example, right? Shout out to our friend Linden. But I know plenty of people that they've Zionic as well, great example, right? I think when I first met him, he was already married, but he definitely didn't have kids, right? Now he's a yeah. father of two, right? Like he's got dad jokes for days, like dad aesthetics, dad everything, right? But you know, yeah. and, and so much has changed. And that was, again, just prior to PvP, let alone since the game came out in 2016. Just imagine when the game came out, because PvP came out three years after that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, so much has changed. Like, we're like it's, like, it's so weird, because, like, we grew up with the Pokemon game, and now we're, like, growing up again in a different part of our life with Pokemon Go, you know? Dude. And it's, uh... Mind-blowing. Yeah, it's a shame that, like, so, in some parts of the game, it's not getting better. But I mean, you know, the, yeah. the game is a night and day compared to what it was in 2016. So there always that to there is that there's always that to reflect on. But again, please, Niantic employee, let us know. Let us know if you're out there. Blink twice or something, right? Please like yeah. do do what you can. Again, I'm sure if you're <clears throat> listening to this, you're already on our side, but keep fighting yeah. the good fight, man. I, if this is gonna be a forever game, I feel like Niantic needs to build in some generational marketing as well. Because it doesn't feel like that's even on their radar at this point. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see. So for the best. Michael Davis says, you guys were talking about how much better the production is this season for play Pokemon stream. I'd love to see some instant replays for when one of the players are requesting a rematch. Then the viewers can see the footage while the refs are making a decision. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not a bad idea. I don't know if they want to go down that route, but I don't think that's mm-hmm. the worst idea. In fact, it could give the caster something to talk about, right? Because we're just we're yes. just speculating. I think the hard part is the judge needs to cue in production, and be like, "Hey, uh, this is what the player's talking about. Let's take a look at this while we're reviewing it." Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a bad idea. We don't have instant replay in general, but instant mm-hmm. replay could be pretty cool. And hey, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, if you think about football, right? Like even even when the refs are making a call, if somebody's like out of bounds on a catch, mm-hmm. the commentators can still rewind it, watch it back, and like point out what they think happened. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then again, you know, the refs might have different opinion. I think I think Pokemon really wants to protect the integrity of the judging process, and they're worried that the um, that the judges will you know be influenced or be interpreted in such a way that could be unfavorable. So I don't know. That's that's generally out of our hands, though. Yeah. For the most part. But I, I I mean, I don't think it's a terrible idea. It's something that maybe I'll bring up to someone in the Pokemon company and see if what they think. No guarantees, but it's always good to have suggestions, right? Nathan actually agreeing as well. That's a that's a good idea, along with a little breakdown too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Palmer's up, my friend. Let's says, go, Polly. Caleb with the day after tomorrow reference. <laughs> There's a joke amongst my friends that the only move I've seen is the Matrix, which is not true. I only make make Matrix references because they're a bunch of bots that I talk to every day, you know? They're a bunch of Agent Smiths, right? They all think the same, right? They all talk in code. I'm sitting here here like, 
I'm serious, like Neil before he got unplugged, right? I don't know what's going on, oh, yeah. right? In oh, what future. rabbit? Anyway, uh, he says, really branching out from the Matrix movie reference, I see. <laughs> Look, Polly, I'm just saying. I've seen I've seen yeah. plenty, man. I've seen plenty. What was one movie I watched recently on the plane? I'm like blinking. I rewatched Good Will Hunting. Know. That was always a good movie. But... Oh, was it good? Yeah. You've never seen Good Will Hunting? Uh, no, I actually have not. Oh, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. It's old That's a classic. Yeah, Matt yeah. Damon and Ben Affleck's like breakout movie. I mean, they won Best mm-hmm. Picture, right? Has Robin yeah. Williams in it. Has um, yeah. uh, I forgot his name. Skarsgård. Um, is he like, Skarsgård? He's like a big. I don't know. I forgot what his name is. But he's really famous though too. Um, he's a professor in that movie. He's Alexander it's... like Skarsgård's like father, which makes sense. Okay, kind of similar. Yeah, so so it's both the Afflecks. It's Ben and Casey, Robin Williams. Yeah, Casey Affleck's in it too. Yeah, yeah. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So they have they definitely have some famous people in it too. But we'll nice. See. Um, the Jim Jammer says I will also be competing in Hartford. I was first match on stage in Toronto, and I was pretty nervous. Oh, I do remember that actually. Um, if I end up on stage in Hartford, I think it would be funny to match against Crimson K nineteen. If he's going, him and I can figure out a way to get a laugh out, you guys. Yo, Crimson's great content, dude. I would. Yeah, I think Crimson on stream would be a good time regardless. So, agreed. Um, but yeah. also, I like the adi- I like the attitude. Right? Said Jim Jammer said he was nervous, mm-hmm. or they were nervous the first time. And uh, wants to go back on on stream. I think that's a great attitude as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the more you do it, the easier it gets, right? I think. Yeah, um, yeah I think you just gotta. I I like to think of the stream matches as a good way to one like show off a bit, right? Have fun with it, mm-hmm. but also like if there's any disputes and stuff, like the judges are all watching and stuff. So like theoretically speaking, most games should be resolved pretty cleanly, right? So I just play without any like reservation, just go for it. Yeah, of course. Dude, I almost got swept by Shadow Glyscore in my first stream match, though. <laughs> I still don't know how you got out of that, but that's another topic. Dynamic Punch Many, man, against Sableye. Mm-hmm. That came in clutch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nathan uh, Bocci says the LeBron and MJ comparison has come up twice now. Speedy got to know why is MJ your goat? Dude, so, goat? so first of all, I've never been a big basketball guy. Uh, never, never really played it in uh, in school. And then when I got to college, my roommate was actually a big basketball fan, and his family was a huge supporter of Michael Jordan and the and the uh, everything Chicago, right? Bears, the Bulls, loves the teams. But what really changed my mind is that I watched The Last Dance, and I just think that yeah, there's just a, a couple of things, right? Just the the way that Michael Jordan executed, the way that he just he almost like. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how common this is now, obviously, but he like ran his own team in a lot of ways. A lot of people thought that the, the coach is just like a figurehead because Michael Jordan was the real brains and the balls behind a lot of the I mean, he had Phil Jackson though, made. right? Yeah, he did have Phil Jackson, one of the best coaches ever, right? So maybe that's an unfair statement. But Did he have Phil Jackson this, or did Phil Jackson have MJ? Exactly. That's the question. It, it's like It's like, does Belichick have Tom Brady or does Tom Brady have Belichick, right? Well, you never have, really know. You have Tom Brady forever. But Phil Jackson exactly. did also have Kobe, or Kobe had yeah. Phil Jackson. It's exactly right. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I watched The Last Dance. I feel like that era of basketball, the physicality of it, the way that they played. I mean, dude, the, the way that they would play against the Pistons and, and how physical they would be, you could never do that in today's NBA. I, I don't want to I don't want to hear this, you know, this stuff about, you know, people being lazy or whatever generationally or being more soft generationally. That's a whole nother debate. But the way that they played then was like, unbelievable you could not get away with that 
Um, but yeah, and, and the last point I'll make, I feel like it's it comes down to the championships, right? I mean, it's it's great to be consistent, but I feel like no matter what the clock said, no matter if there was 30 seconds left, no matter if he was down by uh, one point or 100 points, Michael Jordan was always 100%. And sometimes you can look at somebody like LeBron and maybe the season's been going on. Maybe the Lakers are like they are now where the season's like really split win loss, almost, almost 50%. And it just feels like LeBron just kind of turns it off sometimes. I don't know. It just, I think the, I want to question anybody's commitment, but I feel like the intensity is different amongst those two players. Yeah. And also the success rate in NBA finals is starkly different. Dude, you know? Yeah. I've, I've watched, I've watched video breakdowns where they actually take the percentages of like the clutch shots, like within 10 seconds, who makes more clutch shots? Is it LeBron or is it Jordan? And Jordan like smashes him in that category. Right. But mm -hmm. overall consistency, LeBron is definitely better, but it just feels like Michael Jordan also has a, a smaller sample size. So this debate could go on and on. We, we had this debate about Wolfie and, uh, God, I always forget his name. The guy who won Worlds three times in a row. Oh, it's um Drew, no, something it's Rizzo, Rizzo with an R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I don't know. I love to hear your opinion on that, Nathan. Um, if you haven't watched the last Ray dance, Rizzo, I highly Ray recommend Rizzo. it. Ray Rizzo, RR. But if you want me to look up something on LeBron and watch that, I'll watch that as well. Yeah, I just think uh, to be fair, we also grew up watching LeBron more than MJ because we were probably too young to watch MJ True. perform. But True. I don't know, man. That dude, he also even played MLB. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I mean, like, he wasn't he wasn't the best, but like a two sport athlete in the pros is almost impossible. <laughs> yeah, these days. Uh, what's his name? Um, someone else did that too. Uh, dude. Um, prime time football player. Yeah, yeah, I knew you're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. Dude, I forgot his name. Sanders? That, yeah. Dude. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. That guy was a monster, too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually like just a, just a freak athlete. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, absolutely. All right. Uh, Daniel Oliveira says, hey, guys, I know I'm off topic, but I got to ask, what's the best way for you guys to count fast moves while keeping track of opponent's count for throwing charged attack at optimal time? I'm used to counting my fast moves, but I lose track of how many my opponents already thrown. And when I see um, in a disadvantage because I lost his count, especially in two turn versus three turn or and three turn versus two turn. Do you instead count the opposed opponent's fast moves and already know how such one to throw? Yeah, that's a great question. I personally still count my own fast moves, but it does come at the cost of losing track of my opponent's counts. Um, mm. So that is definitely a flaw in that design. However, um, Sometimes if I'm not trying to optimize, I'm trying to go for catches more, I'm going to count their fast moves, right? And mm -hmm. um, if I am going for just optimizing, knowing that, like, let's say I'm like a Pelper, I know I could tank a power whip from a Frothorn, then I'm just going to I'm just going to count my own, right? Like, there's mm -hmm. no point. And sometimes also if you play enough matches in a certain meta, you know around when they get to certain moves, like mm -hmm. timing-wise, like how many of your fast moves. So that's always a good indicator. But yeah, that's my general play. Of course, it's not the best option i think the most efficient way is to count your opponent's fast moves uh for timing purposes instead of your own so you just flip like the timing on the other way around but yeah i just always have a better time counting my own what about you so i'm, I'm actually going to argue the opposite of your point here because what i've what i've noticed especially in the past year is a lot of visual and audio inconsistencies for my opponent so it feels like like you know the pacing of a wing attack, right? One every second. It feels like sometimes I'll see one wing attack, then two, then a pause, then three, and then four. And these moves will just come in at unpredictable intervals. 
And what I've started to do, because that drives me insane. It drives me crazy that it's unpredictable and it's not even. And mm. I play on the iPhone 14 Pro and I still have these visual issues. Dude. So for me, I actually have started counting my own moves much more. And you have to do some extra math, right? Like if I do seven powder snows, if I'm playing wall rain and my opponent is a three turn user like a snarl umbreon i have to like say okay i've got 14 turns based on the interval when they threw they probably have 15 turns right because they they throw intervals of three so you have to do a little bit of like translation in terms of math but honestly find it more helpful because trying to count your opponent's fast moves and that's not even to mention the audio dude lately Uh the audio feels like it's on a different track than the visual i don't play with audio but i know you do dude you ever watch a movie? I try to, but I, I've, I've been turning it off. You ever watch a movie where like the the dub and the actual actor's m- lips are desynced? I don't that's watch literally, dub, man. You gotta watch. That's dub, literally. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like at least once in your life. Right? I, know, I, know, I know. I know. I know. Where they like try to talk and like the uh, the voice actor's off. But anyways, that that's what it. That's what I get from PvP, and I'm really really um, frustrated with it at this point because man, like it's no excuse, you guys. God. <laughs> I got a question for you. Go ahead. How hard was it to count my Bastion Smackdowns this past weekend? Ah, uh, dude. We're, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about that. <laughs> Don't worry. We will. We will. Yo, Jump in the our, gun. Our favorite guys here. Squirrel Trapper, baby. Let's dude, go. This is the craziest like. part, right? They like, yeah, it's like, this, is, this person's a huge hater, and they're listening to like every episode for whatever, God knows whatever reason. These episodes are over an hour long consistently, right? And They're yeah, hate listening. Dude, I... Anyway, you got to give them props for the dedication. But here we go. Here comes the hate comment, the weekly hate comment. Ah, uh, the self-important delusional shoutcasters who think Pokemon Go PvP is the next Valorant or League of Legends. LOL. To be fair, I don't think any of us ever claimed it's going to be the next Valorant or League <laughs> of Legends, right? Come on now. Come on now. League of Legends, a whole league of its own. Valorant, I think Valorant's like one of those games that might go in and out, right? I mean, it's popular yeah. right now, but that one might flex in now. League of Legends has been a mainstay for a while. What? You could say the Pokemon company has VGC and TCG has been mainstay for a long, long time as well. Anyway, continuing on. EUIC could barely maintain 1,000 views. You really think you're going to make it big? Laughing emoji. Pokemon Go can't even get their own players to like PvP. If you actually stepped out of your bubble and analyzed the game objectively, you would see that it's a boring mess that can't even begin to compare to real esports. But keep telling yourselves Pokemon Go PvP is the next big esport if it helps you sleep at night. You know what helps me sleep at night, Squirrel Trapper? Is that not only will we always have a comment from you, we're always going to have a view from you, and soon we'll have merch ripping off your entire identity and only we profit from it not you but I hey love it. i love it i love it yeah scroll trapper please don't ever change don't ever change <laughs> please don't honestly scroll trapper if you stop commenting on our videos in the future people are going to be like why do you all have scroll trapper merch what does this even mean <laughs> <laughs> i know right then it won't make any sense that could yeah. be the worst thing they could do to us so i hope they don't dude everyone every hero needs a good nemesis and we need a good scroll trapper you know it's like yeah. this is almost you know what this is kind of like what? Um, cowboy hat Caterpie. Cowboy okay. hat Caterpie is pure existence on Twitter is to get a cowboy hat Caterpie. If they ever have a cowboy hat Caterpie one day, there's no more meaning. Dude, there's no yeah. more meaning in that account. What are you gonna Mike, do? Mike Law might just just like evaporate like a Thanos snap or something. He might just yeah. disappear. Yeah, for those that don't know, there's a guy on Twitter called Cater- uh, Cowboy Hat Caterpie, run by account. Mike Nerd Law, I think, is actually yeah. a lawyer too, which is why yeah. Law is in the name. 
dresses up as Caterpie with a cowboy hat, posts about wanting a cowboy cat cowboy hat Caterpie <laughs> on every single post, official post from Pokemon Go in yep. Niantic. And dude has a massive huge following because of it for years. But here's the thing, if they ever give it the cowboy hat, what are they gonna do, right? No more meaning in dude. Life. Same thing with Scroll Trapper. What are we gonna do without Scroll Trapper? Did you see uh, Pokey Miner's post on April Fool's? Oh, was it Cowboy Hat Caterpie? Yeah, they said they mined a Cowboy Hat Caterpie on, a- <laughs> on April Fool's. <laughs> That's how they I love it. <laughs> Dude, I saw it. I was like, oh my God, is that really it? No. But okay, <laughs> yeah, to, to address to address Squirrel Trapper's points, right? I mean, I, yeah. I had to like, I had to mute myself when you were reading the question because I was crying so hard. Uh, <laughs> so the first, the first thing is that Valorant is definitely the current banner carrier for old school fps games right like mm-hmm. old school professional esport fps games it's not battle royale exactly exactly it's not battle royale it's not call of duty it's not halo or anything else it's actually it's actually a little bit similar to, to something like halo but it's it's the banner holder for like an entire category of games and it's the latest iteration to hold that title also incredibly popular league of legends took the better part of a decade to become as big as it is so there's mm-hmm. that and i'll tell you what scroll trapper Valorant and League of Legends have something in common, which basically every other company on Earth has in common. They are not as big as Pokemon. Pokemon is the biggest brand in the world by far. Biggest brand in the world. And if anything has the potential to make it big, it's got to be Pokemon. But yes, we do live in a bubble. We don't analyze anything. And don't ever stop commenting. I love the clown emojis. If you're not, if you don't look <laughs> at the comment, he he put like three laughing faces and two clown emojis. Don't ever change, Squirrel Trapper. Are you the left clown or am I the left clown? Dude, <laughs> I, I, depends on how the podcast is laid out. Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe maybe Squirrel Trapper is actually three people, right? Three laughing emojis. It's three Squirrel Trappers. Ooh, we met the first two. True. We haven't met the third one yet. Dude, the Trinity wow. of Squirrel Trappers. <laughs> the Trinity. Oh, I love it. I love it, dude. You're you're not going to get me with hate comments. You're going to just make my day. Anyway, Twasel says, Great League is in GBL for the next two and a half weeks straight. Sounds like the perfect time for a Bastion stream. Cough, cough. That's you right. Know, That's he ain't right. wrong. That's he ain't right. wrong. My team killed it, too. Dude, you saw you a... somebody put in work at EUIC. Yo, we're just battling stuff. I was killing it. Time to yeah. lead a board. You mean, you mean your, your double Sableye team? Or... Uh... Double ghost. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on now. Come yeah, on. that's actually a good point. Dude, I started streaming again. I've got uh, GBLA. Uh, we did it yesterday. We're going to do another one tonight and then a third one tomorrow on Thursday. Oh, snap. Maybe this, maybe this weekend. Yeah. Marathon. Hey, yeah. First no, I'm, time, I'm saying we, don't, the, we don't really have anything this weekend. So, exactly. Bastion on stream this weekend, perhaps. Dude, you're welcome for the Elode games ahead of time. <laughs> Dude, I'm hyped. Yeah, Justin Kimbu says, "Great job casting EYC guys. Really enjoy what I was able to watch. Wasn't much, unfortunately. Those live stream times are brutal here on the West Coast. Hey, I appreciate mm-hmm. you stopping by for even part of it. Yeah, the, the, I mean, one AM start time is pretty rough, right? Dude. For for a stream stream time. Um, he also says some really interesting teams and Pokemon there. Much more varied, which I know you guys have already recognized and discussed. Uh, that made watching really interesting. What were your favorite team comps and strategies from the region?" I thought Shadow Dragonair was pretty intriguing. Has a lot of play into Lantern, Knockout, Trev, Trio. Absolutely right. And he also yes. says, Speedy, thanks for the big three video. I thought that was a great example of the improvement in production over time. I recorded it for the kids. What's the big Justin, three video again? 
first of all, that that warms my heart. Thank you so much. It's it's the shield advantage, energy advantage, switch advantage oh, video. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. I hope it helps, right? I mean, again, he talks about improving the production. That's all Daniel and our our production team, right? Because they're commissioning these videos, they're getting us to produce them. And I really sincerely feel like it has enhanced the broadcast so much because so so little in the game is actually explained, right? We don't we don't even have like turn speeds or uh, same type of attack bonus explained in the game and you try to like enter into pvp and the barrier to entry is so high so we're trying to make these streams a, pl a place where people can learn yeah. um dude you you were actually telling me about shadow dragonair you looked at some of the sims and you said it was quote dumb it's real dumb me yeah you said against bastion in the ones and the zeros uh it beats bastion the ones and it beats Bastion to twos if you're up one dragon breath or two dragon breath. Two dragon breaths. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb yeah. as in like stupid good. Yeah. Dude, yes. Exactly. You know, one of the few things that shuts it down a freaking Como O, which is what I face against Butters at OCIC when I face off against him. Because I pressed Shadow Child Dragon into every game, but he had a Como O that chunked through it. And I was like, man, maybe this thing isn't as good. But no, the reality is no one brings Como O in these tournaments. So you'll be fine if you avoid that and you avoid the fairies, right? Dude, you remember, man, we feel like we were young men back then. Do you remember your the first draft of your team for San Diego? Oh, I had a Como. You had a Como. That's true. I did look at Como. I was like, it's so bad. It's so bad. Maybe you're onto something, dude. Oh, it's so bad. Just run Dragonair. Just don't bring Dragonair if you run to Como. I get this Como at Hartford? Como at Hartford? I got a team. I got a team in mind for Hartford, but we still got a couple weeks to decide on that one. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll do what we can. Uh oh yeah. Anyway, to to say uh what he uh Justin was asking what were your favorite team comps and strategies from the region. Let's save it for the EIC segment. We'll talk about that after this too. But um yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Justin, the the innovation at EU is just on another level, right? I love seeing it too. I mean, we've seen a lot of innovation even in LATAM too. I feel like NA could definitely work on some more creativity, right? But, yes. You know, that's okay. We'll see how we'll see how it goes um for the upcoming regionals. Uh, Uso forty five says Speedy must have pulled the analogy from a dark place in his past. <laughs> talk about the Russian dude. One. <laughs> don't want to talk about it, Uso. But thanks for the comment. <laughs> uh, Be whiskered beard says, "Hey, Caleb and Will, just a question I want to put to you both in regard to alterations in the game world. IV training break the game. Obviously, there would be we would have to be some limitations that would need to be added. But imagine if you could turn a fifteen, fifteen, fourteen shiny into a hundo." Possible implementation, possible implement something such as IV points that can be collected through raids, battles, or even PvP. The points could either be positive or negative point, as well as attack, stamina, and defense points. This would be very rare points, and you could even dilute them down the points, so 10 points equal 1 IV point. Big fan of the pod, and always listening to uh, on my morning and afternoon commute. Thanks. Hey, thank you again, or be whiskered, for the comments. And I think that's an interesting point. I don't know if Niantic would ever go down that route, but mm -hmm. I think if they do, it'd be something super, super rare, right? It'd be cool, though. Yeah. I think it would be cool, actually, if they had something super, super rare because of it, um, because you could train your IVs in the main series game and up the IVs by one. I don't think it, you can't downgrade the IVs, but B. Whisker did mention, hey, maybe you could drop an IV point, which would be cool. I, there's two problems with that. One, I mean, obviously, implementation of 92 will even go down that route. And two, if they can, because it's not a possibility in the main series game. So I don't know if there's any limitations with the actual, like, intellectual property of Pokemon to implement something mm -hmm. like that. But it'd be cool if they could. Funny enough, 
my friend, our friend Paul Marzub, who we heard a comment earlier, has been on this train for like years. Like he's been saving Pokemon that are like they're like one IV point too high. Like he's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's instead of like a one, it's like a one fifteen fifteen instead of zero fifteen fifteen, and like yeah. zero fifteen is like rank one. The one fifteen is like a rank like five hundred or something because the power ups is like weird. He's like, well, what if they have like a reverse bottle cap where you like reduce one of the IV points? I was like. How long ago is store this for in your stores, man? It's yeah. been years. <laughs> like, I mean, for I real. think it's it's interesting to like. I don't know until we hear official word that that's possible. I don't know. I think increasing the IVs by one point though is definitely a possibility down the road. I, I don't know if Niantic will go down that route, but who knows? Yeah. So Kayla brings up a good point about the the IP that's tied to Pokemon. They definitely need to get approval for something like that because then you open yourself up to all kinds of manipulation uh, in terms of IVs and how players would like min max that. I mean, at this at this day and age, you can't put it past somebody to like bought in a hundred accounts and then just like farm this kind of this kind of resource, right? If if they're given the opportunity, um, I will. Oh, I had another point as well. Um, I will say, I will say that Niantic's mission is always something that we have to consider and that drives all their decisions and they want people to go outside and catch stuff and anything that reduces that is not going to get approved. So anything that reduces the amount that people actually go out and play Pokemon Go, it's not going to get the green light. For example, if you wanted to have like, I thought about this. What if you had a battle pass for GBL for the entire season and every day you got six sets instead of five? but you pay like 20 bucks at the start of the season to get that benefit. I don't think Niantic would ever go for that because playing GBL already means that you're stationary and that means you're not outside, you know, moving around playing go. So I don't think that would ever happen. I don't think this IV thing as, as fun as it is and as useful and practical as it is, I don't know if it'll happen either. Do I saw a video on Twitter where this, uh, this guy I'm blanking on his name, but he's dressed like a, like a 1930s, speakeasy gentleman right he's got like the hat on he's got the suit and the tie he caught a lickitung from gbl and he's like wait why doesn't this thing have more appropriate pvp ivs i think that should just be a default for gbl encounters like it just would make sense right if you're playing the in the go battle league you get resources for the go battle league why is it random because it doesn't make any sense and that's a good point as well i would like to see maybe a little bit of a skewed iv spread but then again, that's another IP that Pokemon can't really talk about. Like we're not allowed to dive into IVs during the broadcast, right? And that's across all titles. It's not a secret. You can't mention that in VG or anywhere else. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, it's really only VG, right? You're, there's not going to be IVs for the train car game or Unite. <laughs> but, well, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I do get you. I do get you. I mean, I agree with you, right? I think Niantic wouldn't go for like, oh, a battle pass that gives you more sets. But yo. Think about how many more people get into PvP if to f- if you have a battle pass and at the end of the battle pass, the regular battle pass we have, you get a bottle cap once per season. Even once every Dude. other season. Dude, way more people will be PvPing. Instant way to get people to PvP. But again, not a nice priority at the moment. So, you know. Exactly. It's a, it's, there's, there's a lot of ways, though, to improve uh, participation. We just need to... Uh, just need Niantic work with us here a little bit. Ryan Colgrove you, says, "You, you oh, want me to yeah, take this ahead. one?" Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so Ryan comes in here, right? Ryan's one of my one of my buddies. He says, "LOL, crush is what I meant." I think he had a typo in his last comment last week. <laughs> Usually, I'm pretty good with my proofreading. Today, I missed it. I love how crust became a whole <laughs> talking point. Okay, so it's not a thing. So I just made up the interpretation. Dude, I love week. how your brain went there, though, because if you don't know what we're talking about, last last week, Ryan. Cogrove wrote crust in his sentence and we thought yeah. like we're reading into what that meant because it didn't make any yeah. sense 
we thought we thought it meant like push something to the to the border, like the rim of your mind, and not really focus on it. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, what I really want to comment here is Speedy and Caleb are are my solid NBA casuals. LeBron obviously is the goat. No hate on Michael. He is a solid second on the greatest of all time category. Hard to question really? LeBron's continued greatness and longevity. Mike dipped in his prime to suck at baseball. Okay, it's a different sport. Oh. And don't let the, the last <laughs> dance fool you. We had an all-star cast for many of those years in Chicago. Okay. And of course, LeBron had some super teams he was on as well. Mike is amazing and catapulted basketball into the next stratosphere in the 90s. But LeBron is the only correct answer as the greatest of all time. I don't know. If you talk about stats, I mean, like, yeah, he's long, more longevity. He's played more games. So obviously, his stats are better. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Look, let's put it this way. If, if, okay, I think a good metric of, of recognizing greatness is by other great players, right? Or great, sure, anything of anything, right? So, what other better metric than the current players of the NBA? And I mm. feel like most players in the NBA will still, current players will still say MJ is the greatest of all time. They won't say LeBron is, even though LeBron is playing. Right against now. them right now yeah active mm-hmm. right they're still not saying that and past players are definitely not going to be saying lebron right they're all going to be saying mj for sure because they play with mj right mm-hmm. but even the current players like who are we right we're, we're all a bunch of casuals when it comes to basketball right we're, we never made it that high up right no matter how yep. much we watch right but there's a difference between seeing the greatest based on stats and playing the greatest right doesn't matter it's kind of like um I don't know. It's kind of like, regardless of what your stats say, right? If you mm-hmm. if it if you go into the court with one on one with someone, like it doesn't matter what your stats are, like you already know, like this, like it's it's kind of like I don't know. I guess like PVP is a good example, right? You can pad mm-hmm. all your stats all you want, right? You have all these stat lines, but when you go and like when it comes down to the line, you actually do like a best of five, best of seven with someone. You could tell the skill difference level, right? You can see it, right? Like yeah. the, the the best players might have like no elo and GBL, and some of the worst players, you know, might have a ton of elo, right, or have a bunch of achievements or have a bunch of like reps underneath their belts. But mm-hmm. they might be like a bond. They just done it. They just attended a lot of tournaments, right? They attended a lot of events. You know, dude. You you know what I wonder as well is if Ryan would still say this if LeBron was still with the Cavaliers or the Heat. I think it oh, helps a little bit that LeBron's a Laker. I think it helps. I'm just you saying, so? Ryan. Ryan, let us know. I think it helps. You think Ryan jumped on the bandwagon that quickly? <laughs> Damn, I don't know. The disrespect, man. <laughs> he even said, the, he was like, don't let the last dance fool you. <laughs> I know, I know. An all-star cast. Uh, Yes and no. I don't know. It, I, I feel I'll like, tell you, I'll I feel tell like you what. MJ made the cast better, right? I'll tell you like what. LeBron uh, literally the- had like D-Wade on his team, right? Like already a, like a star studded like cast with mm-hmm. um Chris Bosch and yes. uh what's his name? Ray Allen. Like what? Like these are like already like very well accomplished players, not players that became accomplished because they're on the same team as MJ. So so here's the question, right? If you compare the NBA super teams from today versus the, the super teams from the nineties that Jordan was on, the teams today would smash the teams in the nineties. That's not even close. Dude, the fact that they even let Durant and Steph Curry on the stage. <laughs> I know. Day, dude, I was like, what is the commissioner doing right now? Like there's this is your one job, right? Not your one job, but this is like 
one of the most crucial pieces of your job, right? Like how do you, how do you not let like a washed up uh what do you call it? Not washed up, but what was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wouldn't let Chris Paul, like an older Chris Paul, oh, yeah. on the same team yeah. with a even an even older Kobe Bryant back in the day. Yep. yep. But they they let two young players that are some of the best <laughs> in the league on in the same teams, the best player in the league onto the best team on the league. Like what? There are two different commissioners, I believe, though that I'm citing. But still, still got to exercise those veto powers. You know, <laughs> clearly, clearly. <laughs> Something happening on the table or something there. I don't know, but mm, that's a huge anyway. accusa- accusation. It is. It is. Hey, NBA, come after me if I'm wrong. Or well, I already got sports <laughs> travel coming after me too, so I could take I could take another laughing emoji. Sure. <laughs> uh, Twasel says third comment here. Uh, sorry, I often <laughs> listen to podcasts in chunks here or there, often over the course of a couple of days. So this happens sometimes. You know, funny enough, that's I scroll okay. through comments. I actually, this I only this is only the second comment from Twasel that I see. Maybe we missed something. He delete one, uh, maybe, or maybe, maybe didn't pass a YouTube censorship. I don't know. Um, we're just saying something because all the scroll trapper ones do. All right, Twasel continues. I normally listen on Spotify with 1.25 speed. Well, I decided to listen to the last 10 minutes of the episode on here after I came to comment. My default YouTube speed is set to one times. <laughs> what a preamble here. Anyways, I've just realized that I like the intro slash outro song on 1.25 speed much better than its normal speed. Dude, Tosa, you did all this just to say this? Like, <laughs> we, we, we love on, dude. Come on. My goodness. Yeah. Anyway. Postel's yeah. one of those that I consider like <laughs> almost like a bot, right? I almost loop in with like Dijon Deep, right? He's kind of a bot. He's maybe like kind of a hybrid, you know? I don't know. Cyborg, maybe. Cyborg. Jesus. Uh, anyway, um, I actually got uh, I actually got a message on Twitter as well from a oh. fan. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, uh, fam, uh, Ariana says, "Love the podcast. Catching up on the second last episode. If you want to practice your pronunciations, locals say Toronto as." Toronto, right? Mm. T-R-O-N-N-O. Uh, or, yeah. Emphasis on the Tron part. So, Toronto. 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 Mm. Looking forward to next week. Thank you, awesome, Ariana. And I said I would definitely be practicing before I visit Toronto again. Nice. Toronto. We can do it. I think uh, there's enough other giveaways, though, that I'm not from Canada when I'm there. But <laughs> Maybe. Maybe a couple. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, let's get into the meat of the podcast. I mean, we're almost an hour in, and here we are, standard, just cover questions. But <laughs> BYC 2023, what a dude. great time, dude. What, what a time almost to be one alive. full year, almost one full year from BYC yeah. 2022. And boy, has there been a lot of changes, I got to say. Dude. One year of growth, right? I mean, we literally came in. I watched back the UIC vibe. We didn't, we didn't even have pins on. Because you didn't know that was a tradition. Did we if you never, remember, we didn't have pins on at all. Uh, day one. Day oh, one okay. We, we had a day two. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, we actually skipped makeup because we didn't know that was like something that happened at ICs. Mm-hmm. So we got, literally... we got eventually put on. Like makeup was put on us eventually. Yeah. yeah. They, but they applied it while we were casting, right? <laughs> well, kind of. Yeah. I mean, they they yeah. pulled me aside. I think they touched some stuff up. I was definitely yeah. shining like a cue ball, right? I don't know what they used. But it's, <laughs> it's been better. Yeah. Dude, it's it's one year of growth and it's so insane to see how far it's come. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely nuts. But uh, yeah, dude, honestly, 
one of my favorite experiences so far. Just good vibes. Every everyone was so excited and happy, and I really like the crowd as well. It's it means so much when the crowd actually gets into it. Like we had at LAIC, you just feel different, right? And, I got a uh, question, right? And not to sure. like turn this into a negative, but I feel like the crowd, especially at EUIC and LDIC, was like way more into it than like NA crowds. Oh, right? shots, shots fired. I mean, look, I'm, I grew up in North America too, right? Like, you know, I grew up in the United States and whatever. I'm American and I get it, right? But I feel like there's less cheers from the crowd, like less hype and stuff, like less support almost. Like I feel like EU and LATAM, maybe it's because there's a bunch of different countries coming in together at the same international region. There's a lot more country pride, right? And like, oh, like, you know, like Tauntaun, right? Winning it, uh, French player as well too. You saw the French community show up for him and, you know, really cheer him on and stuff too, right? Like you saw, you know, Satisan and uh, Nessa Beethan, right? Both UK players, mm-hmm. right? A lot of UK players cheering him on, right? And I feel like at NA, it was just like, uh, I don't know. I mean, Axe yeah. is a cool dude. It's, we cheer him on, right? But it's like, I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, oh, a bunch of like people from Arizona going to cheer him on. Or, or is, is he from Arizona or Utah? I forgot. Anyway, uh, I think it's Utah. Utah, right? It's Utah. But it's not a bunch of people from Utah cheer him on. Or like, it, it's just, it would yeah. just be weird, honestly. Like, like if like a bunch of Cal, like a California one is not a bunch of California cheer him on, right? It would just be general people cheering on friends and stuff. But there's like a less like, obviously there's a less country pride because most of you are from the same country. <laughs> but I'm trying yeah. to see like, it, I want to hear some hype, man. I don't care what country you're from or what state you're from. Like, I want to hear some hype from the crowd. You know, I feel like everyone's just doing their own thing at NAIC, right? Yeah. No, I, I honestly agree with you completely. If you saw at LAIC, whenever one of the LNDS uh, trainers would go and play, all the other LNDS oh, would cheer, right? Dude, that crowd you was see, hype. Like, you see the Brazil flag come up and everything, right? It was really, really fun. And then other countries as well, uh, there'd be cheers. And then if you look at Europe, like you said, the whole crowd was shouting, ton, 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 ton. Uh-huh. And a lot of it was the French players, right? Yep. I also That's saw cool. a French a French flag come out, right? Yeah. Uh, in in the US, it feels like everyone is on their own. Like it's it's every man for himself or every woman for themselves, right? Yeah. It's and, very, um, I think a lot of Western societies are like this in general, but the U.S. Mm-hmm. especially, it's a very individualistic society, right? Yes. It's less so collectivist, yes. so there's – I mean, that could play into it. But I think Western cultures in general are more individualistic, but – Yes. I don't know. But, but honestly, dude – Something else. Honestly, this feels like a challenge to North America, right? I, I already had a challenge in mind. Seeing EUIC completely sell out 256 spots oh. – Dude, if NAIC doesn't sell out North America, what are you doing? What, what are, are you, you doing, doing with your life? What are you doing, man? Book Do your it. flights now. Book it all. Do right? it right now. Yeah. Literally, yeah. right now. Top they, four. Oh yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I want to mention I want to mention this as well. The top four will all get uh the invitations. Of course, first and second place get the travel awards. In EUIC, because some of the other players had already qualified, those invitations them, actually yeah. went down. Mm-hmm. Two of them. To fifth and sixth place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, dude, this is the one to be at, man. This is, is the one to be at. I mean, we, we got this much hype around Hartford, Connecticut. Dude, you dude. best be showing up here. Let's pull up the Hartford, Connecticut account while we're at it. Oh, here. please. I want to yeah. know. I want to yeah. know. But while while I'm looking this up, I, w- I want to hear your thoughts. First hand uh, accounts of um, what was it like facing my basket on? Oh, dude. Okay, so... um. 
I will say, kick. I won't say too much, but I will say Caleb and I uh, gave some input as to the pregame show on Friday, and I thought it went really, really well. We did a lot of fun things. We did the squad battles, caster versus caster, judge versus judge, and world champ versus world champ. We did the pack opening battles. Mm-hmm. You know, We did the um, all shadow battles I did against Adelion as well, and I thought it was really fun. Caleb and I did a squad battle, and this is what, what he's so excited to talk about. Caleb won. <laughs> Caleb won 2-0, two, right? And the team um, sweep, though, too. Team Caleb was he, a sweep. <laughs> he, he brought this this Pokemon called Frostlass that in my team building, <laughs> I totally did not not account for. Um, Yo, my shout even with, made no impact at all. That was such yeah, a bad pick. <laughs> like bad. Even, even with favorable leads, I had a tough time against Caleb's team, especially because he back-ended it with with Bastidon every single time. Mm-hmm. Dude, how, how did I do this? How, how did we talk about a meta... And then I just allowed the meta to be dominated by Bastion. But oh no, 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 it's like the you biggest only, oversight. Your your oversight. No, it's okay. Everyone has this oversight, right? You knew I was gonna bring Bastion. You just had to bring the checks to Bastion, right? <sighs> Dude, I, I brought I brought two counter users. I brought DD, Toxicroak, and a Gliscor. And the Bastion was still a pain in the ass. <laughs> My Bastion's built different, you know. People would be trashing on Bastion on Twitter and stuff, like, "Oh, what an easy thing to beat!" But there's levels to it, man. There's levels to it. Lame. It's me. Then it's then it's uh CCO's Bastion, not as impressive. And then, unfortunately, Dancing Rob's Bastion was a little bit harder to use into Emmy Weedle's team. But true, there's levels to it, man. Good thing. Uh, I'm glad you got to experience my Bastion firsthand, right? It feel it feels yeah. different, right? It feels. Things I think it's a pain. There's one. There's one it's BM. The one Pokemon that did not get knocked out in both games. <laughs> Close now, Bastion. You can't get rid of it, man. There was one BM all weekend, and it was freaking your caster and role model, Caleb Payne, <laughs> BMing. Yeah, in our final game, I come with Bastion. Dude. Throw a flamethrower at DD, the less effective move, undercharge it so I can smack it down. Dude. Uh just saying, man, people look up to you. That's that's the uh the image they're getting. You know? It'd be like that, you know. What about you? What about you? They're what? looking up for you're talking about, you know, I'm gonna beat down Bastion, all this stuff, and you didn't even bring Fortress. I was looking forward to your fortress. I brought Fortress Actually, in the shadow, I, shadow battles. Yeah, that, that did not pan out so well. <laughs> and dude, it gets a shadow Charizard, it oh wasn't my great. Gosh, dude, that Charizard was doing work. <laughs> Let's not forget that Shadow Almost Star. What the heck? I think it was a one shot dra- Dragonair. It's actually pretty have, fun, man. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that Dragonair would even be useful until until I saw it. All right, Hartford, uh, Connecticut, 153 registered players. Woo, let's go. It's not bad, but like 156 is a cap, you know? Like we're barely past, we're not even past Utrecht. Oh, we're not. And but we're a far cry from Liverpool. It is, a re- it is regional, so. Mm-hmm. Bring your Bassy counters. I said it here. Yeah. I said it here. But yeah, it was a great event too. Uh, again, meeting with all the Europeans as well too. I mean, they're like all so friendly, right? And it's nice to they are. see them they at are. the socials and stuff. And you know, it was it was great to catch up with a lot of them too. And I feel like we saw we saw a lot of them last year, not only at EUIC but also mm-hmm. at London Worlds. So it's good to see a lot of them again and a lot of new uh, battlers too this time around. I think Coolstar threw her name in the hat um, mm-hmm. for the first time. And Momita also someone I talked about last season. I was like, "Are you you going to compete at EOIC? Right, you better like it's going to be in the UK." 
Like, yeah. Well, we'll see. Not only that she can be here, she also can be at Liverpool. Um, yeah, which is few, great. A few weeks ago, prior, yeah, a few months ago. So uh, it's good to see more people trying out stuff too. And like almost like mm-hmm. all the EU emperors were there, even CCO. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> even CCO, even the honorary ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he's actually a player now. He's actually on the I roster. Know. I, I, I like to call him honorary because it's funny. He was honorary on the Cool Cats, though, until we yeah. got to give him the boot. So you but. give him the axe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it was good. And then we also have a showdown between Emmy Weedo and Dancing Rob, two reigning world champs in our squad battles. What a good time that yeah. was, right? Um, but also, something I love is that all these tournaments, I feel like we get a lot of new faces, right? Tauntaun, someone yes. that we haven't seen as much. Winging it all. Nessa Beethan, right? Second place. Sassan, who's mm-hmm. been a constant in a lot of these tournaments. So, also, you know, good to see him back. But it's just like, it's so nice to have all these new trainers build a name and storyline for themselves. Um, yes. Because I think if you talked, if you asked us before we ever had these tournaments, I say, Speedy, who do you think the first two European international champions would be in the first two years, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think you would have named Ares and Tauntaun, right? In any, no. any world. No. no, no. Um, and it's, not, it's something that none of us even saw coming, uh, besides, I guess, Amandine. <laughs> but Tauntaun's a friend of hers, too, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was great to cast with Amandine, Amanda, and Zionic as well, too. Like you said, Zionic didn't even skip a beat, right? A year nope. later and uh, from his last official commentary, and he was mm-hmm. killing it, too. So He was. It was Absolutely. But, no, I had, a great, I had a great time, dude. I felt like the cast was great. I felt like the show was well put together. We're not going to talk about you almost breaking the show completely. We'll dude, leave that part out for now. Dude. But uh, let's just I will say... say I, I I'll I'll share for our loyal podcast okay. listeners, right? You get a little scoop on behind the scenes. There was at one point in time, I tried to plug my phone in to charge because my phone was dying. Right, I had the adapter and plug in. The moment the prongs touched the surge protector, the production backstage four monitors went black. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't in the middle of a battle; it was like in between battles. But because of that. You know, we had to stall a little bit. And if you saw any weird, like, glitches and stuff on stream, you can blame me for that. I take full responsibility. You know, it is – I don't know what happened. <laughs> but Dude. I, I, I apologize. I apologize profusely to our production crew, to the guys mm. working with. They're very nice about it, but it did put a wrinkle in. So sometimes, you know, it's not – it's not Niantic's fault. It's not TPI's fault. It's not the Wi-Fi's <laughs> fault. It's just that dang Caleb Pang's fault, you know, <laughs> trying to get some juice for his phone. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Sometimes technical things like that will happen, and for once, it was uh, it was on me. <laughs> well, so now, now, I, now we, we won't know. point it, pinpoint the specific location of when that happened. But if you notice something, <laughs> it's you could probably just put it on me. Um, speaking Fair. of things that have, did not go according to plan, in our first squad battle, our first battle, I was lagging. And Speed Chief had no remorse. He was just farming me down, right? Building up to all the energy. And at the end of the day, can't stop this bass, yo. Can't stop this bass. Yeah, you, you, know, you know, I should have been a gentleman, right? Because you ended up winning that game anyway. I should have been a gentleman and said, oh, we should rematch. There's a lot of lag. <laughs> That's what I should have said. I think oh, that would have been appropriate. Gosh, I can't wait till we get over. We get to this bet later that I won. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, but anyway, that was the UIC for us. Any any last words? I, I did film a vlog for portions of it, so we'll nice. definitely get some behind the scenes stuff. But no, no, I just I just want to say again, like Caleb and I are, are super grateful for all the opportunities and one year casting. It doesn't feel like a year, 
uh, feels like it, it's just started and I can't wait to see where we go. I just hope we keep growing at the same rate because we do just imagine like how crazy it could end up being. Eventually. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that we could harp on, right? Things that aren't going well, but we got always have focus on the positives too. Right. And like looking back on a year prior, like we didn't know what we're doing, right? The players mm-hmm. didn't know whether like, I don't think I, that many players even knew what they're signing up for when they said they're going to EUIC. Right. Our, true, like our true. first broadcast event, like going to Worlds in London, like what does that really mean, right? But then once you mm. once you saw it, it was just like it just caught fire, right? And everyone and all the regions started filling up tournaments, right? So, yeah, um, so yeah, very excited. Hey, two fifty six this year, maybe five twelve next year. Ooh, oh man, love it, dude. I hope hey, so. Shout out again so. to the judging staff too; they did a great job running this event. Yes, uh, yes, the tournament was smooth. Very, very, very smooth. So, anyway, uh, what a great time. Thank you all for welcoming us, and we'll see. We'll see how NAIC responds. All right, we got some events. Sustainability Week 2023. Mm-hmm. At least it's a consistent event that we've been having from Niantic. Starts on the 20th, which is tomorrow. Um, or if you listen to this, maybe today, uh, when, uh, depending on what time zone you're in. But uh, starts Thursday, April 20th, 10 a.m. to Wednesday, 26, 8 p.m. We get Pokemon debut. Bonsui, Steenie, and Serena, the evolution form of Bonsui. Mm-hmm. Um, 25 candies and 100 candies, etc. It's the fruit Pokemon. One of my favorite Pokemon from Pokemon Unite, but yes, it's not that good in PvP, I think, here. So unfortunately, yeah. No, yeah. I was looking at the I was looking at the stats. It uh, surprisingly it compares to Alolan Raichu in Great League. It's actually a very similar stat distribution, and in Ultra League, it's actually similar to Magnezone. So oh it's very gosh. like so attack weighted, pure yeah. grass typing too. This is not the best typing. Yup. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see. Maybe I guess I don't know what we can do to improve it. But hey, at least we got a release in Pokemon Go, right? A uh, bunch yeah. of wild encounters. Shelter being one of them. Fungus mm-hmm. being one of them. Extra candies right there. Pretty nice. Um, and then some trainers might even, if you're lucky, might get Larvitar, Binacle, and Bonsui. And we have, has Binacle always been shiny? Is that debut? Uh, I don't. I'm not don't always, but it has. it's been shiny for a while, right? I'm, I'm honestly not sure. But it's, it potentially could be shiny. So maybe that's a shiny release. I don't know. Someone could correct us mm-hmm. uh, down below. But anyway, a bet bonuses as well. Your buddy Pokemon, if it's uh, an Ultra Buddy or higher, it'll bring you souvenirs more frequently. I do love those souvenirs. Um, your buddy Pokemon <laughs> will accompany you on the map longer after being fed. Uh, okay, no more hunger. Uh, your buddy Pokemon, if it's Great Buddy or higher, will bring you Leaf Wrap gifts more frequently. These gifts will contain berries more often, and they may even contain Silver Pineapple Berries. Eh, okay, mm-hmm. we do love sure. some fruit. And then one half distance to earn hearts with your buddy Pokemon, uh, just to help earn yourself better easier faster best buddy i guess if you're really on that best buddy grind it's not a bad event uh time research things to have i mean there's drillbur bond suite but trubbish trubbish is extra dust that yep. we stack those i'm ready for our next dust dust competition man that's the one thing i need to conquer you in right i'd be winning in these pp stuff but dust competitions i'm, I'm a little lacking here yeah we'll have more dust events coming up soon though so we'll talk about that but yeah it'll be a good one i mean again the 750 for each Trubbish, and then if you have a Stardust event on top of that, it could be quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's about it. I mean, nothing else too wild about this event. Any thoughts? 
no, I think it'll be fine. I mean, like you, I hope that Serena would be good, but it just unfortunately doesn't look very strong. Um, yeah, I always like the sustainability events. I think it's a cool uh, feature that they roll out. These spawns are okay. I feel like, I don't know, man. I'm starting to feel like we're due for a shakeup though. We just, we get like one or two new releases every now and then and it's fun, but it, it just isn't, these events just don't hit the same. Are there too many events? Are there not enough new releases? What is it? I don't mind the event frequency. It's just that some of them hit, some of them don't, right? I yeah. will say the last Miss, Miss, uh, Mystic Hero events, it wasn't too bad. I did do quite a few mass evolutions and got quite a few XLs from it. So it was actually much better than I expected. I, like want, I don't like even know what the event spawns were, though. <laughs> like, like, if there were any, that's the one thing. But I think, like, the evolving to get extra XL candy was not, like, a terrible idea, actually. I actually enjoyed no. it. Like that. I thought it was great. I was actually evolving up until the event ended because I was like, man, mm -hmm. I really want to maximize this, which I typically don't feel like these days. You know, yeah. like, most things I have the XLs for that I need or I have, like, the candy and the dust. But this time I was actually, like, grinding the game, which is fun. You making that XL Skull Peep Ultra League? <laughs> Dude, getting there. Getting there. You can work on it. Um, speaking of events, our next event coming up is Swine Up Communion Day. Classic. Classic. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, so for me personally, I do need some more XLs for that in case I ever get a Hundo Shadow Swine Up, right? Okay. Which, you know, maybe one day it'll happen. But um, I've already... Have. <laughs> I've already built an Ultra League, um, an Ultra League pile of swine yep. that's like rank rank top ten or top fifteen rank or something. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I feel like this is fine. Um, the triple dust is really nice, of course. Yes, always a good bonus to have. But again, yeah. Oh, I will say, I will say, all those rumors, those leaks, those predictions that came out like months ago, they're all turning out to be true, like one after the other. Oh, are they? I don't remember that. Yes. It was a swine yeah, community classic. They predicted Swine of Community Classic and all the community days that came out since that leak. Mm. So, okay. It's a bit rough. Niantic might have a mole. <sighs> yeah, they might. Speaking of moles, Swine Up, man. Exactly. Uh, April 29th, Saturday, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. <clears throat> local time. Yo, mm -hmm. let's do another Stardust Challenge, man. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I don't know what the don't, parameters is. Don't fudge the don't fudge the uh, screenshot time, okay? Me, I never do. What you mean? It's always you. You'd be like, ah, dude, like I got a screenshot from like eight a.m. that day. I'm like, my guy, dude. the event started at two p.m. <laughs> dude, I just I just go hard, all right? I I play really intensely and like minor stuff like screenshots. I, I try to remember as much as I can. Yeah. Um, I will say ancient power is not super useful for battles. Um, Stone Edge might be better. Four mammal swine, so that's one thing. But maybe have one for stage about just in case. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's gonna be that. So we'll have to see how that goes. <laughs> I still think mammoth swine is it does have some play in Master League. So if you don't have a level fifty mammoth swine yet, it's a good event to play. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think I think the other moves it has access to are just inherently better. Ancient yeah. power is very very mid. Yeah. Yeah. All right, GBL season ten. <clears throat> the bet's over, baby. I hit legend. It's, over. it's all Europe ogre at UIC with Zion shoutcasting. <laughs> Dude, the live battles. Post a YouTube video on it. Just, I actually want, I actually want to hear your opinion on this, right? Okay. 
So I'm going to throw shade at you and I want to hear your opinion. You're going to throw shade at me? Okay. For yeah. Right, yeah. 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 All right. All right. All right. What's so just for, just for the viewers at home, right? Listeners at home. Uh-huh. My man's Caleb flies across the Atlantic Ocean right. to London in a brand new country, right? We've been to it once before. Okay. Fair. But still, yeah. he's in Europe. My man's Caleb gets to London and for two days, he sits down in the lobby and plays no, GBL instead of instead of going outside and actually seeing the city and the country he's in. My man yeah, no. is GBLing in the hotel lobby. What do you think? I, I I I want comments. I want comments. Right. I want people to weigh in. Because what they're thinking I mean, is it's worth seeing Speedy Chief eating a hot chip for two minutes without anything to drink or eat. Man, that's that's no. what they're thinking. Look, I'm glad it was worth it, but I'm dragging you out next time, dude. You're not gonna GBL. Me, We're gonna go explore. There's no right? stopping me from hitting legend, right? Let me let me uh, clarify yeah, for people yeah, what yeah. happened. I yeah. land at like 4 p.m. right uh, in in London on Wednesday, uh-huh. and it takes me like an hour plus, forever, two hours to get to the place because I was like getting lost, whatever. I get there, mm-hmm. I'm eating dinner with, you know, Zionic, Amanda, Abedin, Bassix as well was there, and we're just eating and hanging out. And so I was like, I'm going to do some GBL. I was like, shoot, I might as well too. I mean, I got nothing else. It's like the night's always over, right? It's like 6, 7 p.m. at this point. I was like, what am I going to do, right? And also, we were not like downtown London, so I couldn't really go out and explore much. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I'm like only a few, like I'm at 2,900s. I might be able to hit it. And I was kind of killing it. I was going like back-to-back 5-0s. I was like, oh, shoot, I might actually get it, right? And I was on the cuffs the entire time. I was like, all right, let's just keep trying. I was like, Zionic's here. Dude, let's just have Zionic. Amanda, Amadine, whatever. Let's just have them shoutcast it in live in person, right? You don't see that happen very often, right? GBL, shoutcast in GBL, right? Uh, and um, I was screen recording, and then we hit Legend. I was like, all right, pretty good. Pretty good for me. And then the GBL season rotates over at like 9 p.m. that day, right? Because it's a long mm-hmm. time. And, and then I wake up at 5 a.m. to do some GBL sets. So I'm just like, that was it. I woke up at 5 p.m. And the next day, I think I played a little bit at lunch or something because we're yeah, eating, just, yeah, you know, yeah. chill and stuff. I was waiting for a few to finish eating. And that's all the GBL I did that weekend, that sure. first day, that first 24 hours I was there. That was it. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, if sure, you think that 24 hours is the difference here, <laughs> you got nothing coming, man. Like I said, difference. I was willing to give you a one-week grace period, right? <laughs> I was willing to give you a two-week grace period, right? Yeah. But um, it's time to get know. ordering, man. Go on Amazon. I'm sure you can find the one chip. Shoot me a Please. screenshot of what you're about to get first. Just to make okay. sure it's the actual thing. It's not like some like spicy Dorito, right? <laughs> I didn't see yeah, it. I'm just I'm just I'm just gonna take like a regular Dorito and then just add like a copious amount of cheese mm-hmm. to it until it looks like the hot chip. Dude, yeah. should we should we uh should we do it next week? Next week? Yeah. Um, Monday. Yeah. Or next Monday, or whatever, whatever, whatever day we record. Yeah, you don't want to do it when we have a guest on, right? It's going to be just you, <laughs> like cough in the background and me like, like, like dying questions. the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you want me to stuff. be the only one there with you on your bed, right? You don't <laughs> and, want someone else. <laughs> and all, all the, all the you know, thousand people that listen every week. <laughs> all right, all right. Here's yeah, here's what perfect. I need you to do. All right, all right. Grab a hot chip. Right, order on Amazon, whatever. I don't think they have a local source. Get yourself some okay. Pepto Bismol and some bananas. Stuff, right? <laughs> I don't want you actually to die, right? This is not going to be good. Right. You, uh, you look up all you got to do ahead of time. Like, I think you got to eat some bananas ahead of time. Maybe drink some Pepto Bismol. Coat your <laughs> stomach so that you don't get like too much heartburn, right? And then mm. eat this dang chip for two minutes with nothing to eat or drink. Two minutes is not too dang. bad. It's going to be the longest two minutes ever, dude. Yeah, it's going to be just me talking for a whole like hour straight afterward. Yeah. <laughs>
There you go. <laughs> uh, what a good time. What a good time. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Do you want to handicap next time? You want something? You want a grace period? Dude, all right, all right. Hey, <laughs> hey one, one step at a time. Don't get ahead of yourself, man. <laughs> uh, what's your ELO at currently, though, out of curiosity? Oh, dude, I haven't played my sets in like a week. <laughs> dude, this man's complaining about me doing stuff. In I was, I was in London. Outside. I was in <laughs> London, bro. <laughs> Not gonna sit in London in the hotel lobby and do my sets. Come on, bro. Be real. Dude, I don't know, man. Anyway. <laughs> I'll anyway. add it to the bet totals. I'm okay. up to eight. Eight to four. One tie. Man. Eight to four. All right. Ever since we stopped the startups competitions, it's been a little skewed. Hey, we're gonna have one. We're gonna have one. Oh, there's no events. What you want me to do? <laughs> hey, swine up, man. Swine up community. Swine I up. think start thinking some punishments, right? I will too. All right, all right. I will all too. Right. Um, yeah. all right, this T segment we've been dragging on for a hot second, but for we sure, are for sure. finally here at this T segment, and I think this is actually pretty relevant to what happened this past weekend. So mm-hmm. let's pull it up. It's actually a tweet, a poll from Evan seven 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 seven. Yes, one three. Correct. Uh, top fifth place finisher at NEIC last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to Kaiser and there. He uh, used the Bedro, right? Shadow Beach, Shadow Beach user, and right. his post says thoughts on regional winners recompeting in a double elimination bracket. I think I feel like this is a divis- uh, divisive issue, and I need clicks while I'm on vacation, so I stay. Poll <laughs> results: uh-huh. uh, the the two choices is fair game, or kind of cringe. Uh, with 411 votes in total, uh, it's it actually closer to- than I thought. said fair game. 48.9% said kind of cringe. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting take. A lot of people kind of don't like it, right? I voted fair game. Did you vote on this poll? Uh, Yeah, I voted fair game as well. So I say UIC comes in handy here because there were a lot of previous world's competitors, already world's qualified competitors, at UIC, right? You had what though? You mm-hmm. had Inadequance, you had Statistan, Mbani, Basix, Emmy Weedle. Dude, the list goes on and on. Maybe Coxiac was there. Mm-hmm. Tomahawk maybe was there. Tomahawk UK. Yeah, Tomahawk was there. Yeah. Tomahawk was there. Lurgan Rocket was there. EJB was there. Dude, it's like every previously world's qualified EU trainer was already is there, right? Mm-hmm. And so what? It made for great competition, right? Here's my take on it, and then you can share your take as well. Too, sure. If you like, if you can't beat them at a regional, you can't beat them at an international. You're probably not gonna beat them in Japan. They probably just saved you a trip, <laughs> you know, to go to Japan. Yes, it's nice to qualify for these things and be a world's qualified competitor. But if you're mm-hmm. too worried about who you're gonna face at a local just because they already qualified, you probably don't have the 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 champion mentality. Here's a great example. Kimi Sui, Fort Wayne, regional square. Yep. Really young competitor too. 13 years old, 14 years old, right? Has not qualified world championships yet. Two trainers that have qualified world championships were in that top eight. Magic Mason, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jin. You know what? He beat them both. No problem. Went through the whole bracket. And you know, didn't complain about it either, right? He had some intense matches against both of them. He he actually quoted both both those matches as some of the closest battles he had, right? But you know what? He wasn't worried about it. And again, the invites cascade down. Yes, 
<clears throat> sucks to face someone that's world qualified in round one of the bracket, knocks you straight to a loser bracket. Dang, that's a rough start. But you just it's just part of it, right? It's just part of it. And you gotta you gotta be able to withstand that adversity to have a chance to qualify for world championships in general, right? Mm-hmm. And to do well at worlds. No one's gonna have an easy bracket, right? I was in the same bracket as Fur Power and Doombug. With mm-hmm. Dodge even and Iomero, like a bunch of people, right? So what? You just got to do what you got to do. I mean, I luckily dodged all of them, but still. <laughs> like, even if yeah. I didn't, I wasn't going to complain and be like, oh, I got to face Doom Like, yeah, I got to do what I got to do. If I lose, I lose. If I win, I win, right? Yeah. Um, hey, man. It's honestly, in my opinion, it's even better. It's mm-hmm. even, in my opinion, it's actually better to face someone that's already world qualified. Here's my selling point. If you're already qualified for world championships, you're more likely to run some weird stuff, to have fun with it, to not play mm-hmm. as like clean, carefully, whatever, right? We had Doombuck running a double in um, San Diego. We had EJB running a double at USC. I mean, double honestly didn't look too bad from, um, uh, what's his name? Um, WTM, e- right? WTM. WTM. But it, it's, theoretically speaking, like, in all honesty, probably a hard Pokemon to run. With Emmy Weedle running a Raquidid, right? And I even asked Emmy Weedle, I was like, hey, like, how'd it go? He's like, oh, it's terrible. I just wanted to run back to, like, <laughs> a team that I, a similar team to that yeah, I use at World Championships, and, you know, I just want to have fun with it because I already qualified. Great mentality, right? Um, I think though Technical also ran some, like, really spicy team at Utrecht or Liverpool. I forgot which one it was. Yeah. But also something really random. But he already qualified, right? So you have all these really world's top-level qualified competitors that are running spicier teams or just having fun with it. Wouldn't you rather face them at that point of stage rather than face them when they're hungry and fighting for their own invitation? If anything, fair point. Fair point. You're fighting. You're not fighting them at their prime. You're not fighting them at their best because they're not trying mm-hmm. to do it all, right? I mean, some trainers are still going to put their all into it, right? Like Sad saying, like I don't think he was trolling with team competition at all. No, absolutely not. And he was trying really hard. <clears throat> That's good competition. I gotta say, it's good competition. Yeah. What are your thoughts? So I'm actually in a very similar boat as you. I feel like, so so think about it this way. What if as soon as somebody qualified, they couldn't compete in any more regionals? And essentially you had, as the season went on, you had more and more people qualify. So those elite trainers stopped showing up to events. I, I actually want to hear people's opinion on this as well. I feel like the second half of the season would be no offense to anyone, right? Because obviously it could be anyone, but I feel like the second half of the season would be a lot less formidable in terms of the champions that actually won. I think if you looked at the metrics and you looked at the first half of the season winners versus the second half of the season winners, I think the skill gap would be big, right? Because again, in the first half of the season, it's like GBL, right? You're playing against all the best trainers because they're all trying to qualify early. But if you wait until the GBL season has progressed and then you suddenly come through and all the best trainers have already hit legend, then people could argue it's a lot easier, right? And I agree with your point as well. If you can't beat the person now, then when you get to Yokohama, you're going to be disappointed, right? And you could argue in other factors like, oh, it's unfair that I had to face somebody in round one that's already qualified. And it's just, it's not fair because, you know, they're actually really, really good. And they've been through this. They have more experience and it's intimidating to new players as well. That's going to happen no matter what game you play. Just imagine when we have a championship point system, right? And people like Trent, are going to every regional. People like Wadaj and Onion Frank are going to every single regional, which they already are, right? You're not going to get around them just because, you know, they've already qualified by virtue of their points. And like, for example, on Evan's tweet, there's one point from Elcal. And like, I like Elcal, right? Elcal's my friend. He said, in a time system of getting a ticket, you're taking that spot away from someone else. Yes, but only half true because we're not selling out these events, 
it's rare that we sell out these events. Once we're like selling out events within the first few minutes every time, then I'll, I'll start to understand that argument. The invite but, also cascades down. You, you can't get, you can't steal no, an invite from someone, right? No, no. He, he yeah. means, he means like if there are 128 spots at a regional. And oh, like, I know. I know. You, I'm just adding on to that. Yeah. But you're right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 For the specific yeah. comment for Al Cavismo. Yeah. Yeah, just for that comment. But but to your point, right? Like we saw this in um in Fort Wayne. We saw this again at EUIC. Trainers that are already qualified are placing. And the people below them actually get a helping hand, which is nice, right? Mm -hmm. Fifth and sixth place from EUIC got qualified because of the good trainers that surrounded them. So I also want to point out as well, Magic Mason, the dream eater in Fort Wayne. It's one thing to like knock off people that are trying to qualify, but it's another thing to knock off your teammates that are trying to qualify. That was that was honestly pretty divisive in my mind. Good. I don't care who I'm facing at Hartford, man. I'm going all. Dude, out. that's the thing. That's the thing. I'm like, if you're if you really want a shot to win worlds, right? And that's I think that's what everybody's like gunning for that chance to go to the world stage and like everybody wants to have a good time, right? But in the back of your mind, somewhere you're saying, man, it'd be awesome if I was like the world champion. It'd be so so cool. If you can't win now, getting to that championship stage you don't have the right mindset right exactly oh well that's yeah yeah i guess we're on the same page here you know i yeah. i will say though you you brought an interesting point right you said the winners are people that qualify worlds in the first half of the season might be higher caliber than the later half right think about it so i don't know how i agree with you on this might be contingent how you respond to this would you say San Diego Regionals was in the first half or the second half of the season? Oh, definitely the first half. All yeah. right, I'm full on board then. I like that theory completely. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but 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 I mean, but I mean, think about it. Like like imagine if you took if you took the Wadages, the Trents, you took yourself, you took um, Magic Mason, you took like all those trainers out of the equation for like Fort Wayne going forwards. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, nobody's going to argue that they aren't some of the best trainers in the world, right? So if you took if you took the top five to ten percent out, then you're dealing with the top ninety to ninety-five percent, which would definitely produce a different result. Unless unless you disagree. You know? No, I think it's a valid point. Yeah. But now that more and more world's competitors are still competing at these regionals, mm -hmm. hey man, we gotta keep the competition high. But you make a really great point too, uh, all jokes aside with the championship points and everything. Like this might be the last season we have it. I don't know, right? I'm not. Don't quote me on this, right? I'm not saying I'm not yeah. like spilling any TPCI secret. I don't really know what the <laughs> situation is. But if we do move to championship points in the future, you're gonna have to face against top tier trainers consistently, right? But that's how mm -hmm. TCG and BG thrives. They don't have like a thousand new players at different regionals. They have a lot of the same hundreds of players at these tournaments. You're gonna see a lot of the same faces, right? You know, like if you're sick of facing like so tactical, dude, you're going to be sick of facing him next got, year when there's even more tournaments, news. right? Yeah. You ain't going dude, nowhere. What what people still don't understand as well is in the other titles, you have travel stipends. So if you do well, if you do well in Fort Wayne, they can like help pay for your trip to EUIC. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just, <laughs> it's not just that these people are showing up on their own dime. They're being encouraged to show up again yeah. because they perform well. So it's only going to get more intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, strap in. If this is too intense for you, yeah, oh, that'd be a rude awakening. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't like it, just start winning. Easy, exactly. <laughs> Look, I, I here's the thing, right? You, you gotta, you have to have a championship mind, a champion mindset, right? If you want to yeah. win these things, and mm -hmm. like no one, 
no one accidentally wins a regional or gets second place at a regional. It's not an accident, right? No matter how humble mm-hmm. someone says they are, like they have to have a level of not only like competence and skill in the game, but they mm-hmm. have to have a level of like arrogance almost, right? And self belief, right? Sure. You can't you, like I don't think anyone accidentally just says. I have no idea how I won Worlds, or I have no idea how I won the regional. No, no, you know, right? If they're saying that, they're, they're lying to you, right? They know they put in a lot of work. They know mm-hmm. they've been destroying people in scrims leading up to this, right? They didn't just mm-hmm. suddenly get good in the middle of the tournament, right? They put in the yep. work, they put in the effort, and they have a level of confidence and arrogance and hubris to think that they could do mm-hmm. it. And you need that, right? You need – it's like a delicate balance. Right? You don't want to be overconfident, right, and oversell mm-hmm. your abilities. We have that pretty good – like. I think at any given day, I go into a tournament and I'm going to say, you know what? Uh, I think I have the ability to be anyone here. Do I, am I mm-hmm. going to win it all? Maybe not. But I go in thinking like I'm going to be able to win this match somehow, right? I'm going to have a yep. win count, right? You're not going to go in yep. feeling defeated and saying like, ah, there's no way I beat this. No, no yeah, one then you've already lost. Like, yeah, there's no one. It's like, ah, there's no way I beat this person. It's rarely you come out of that set actually winning, right? Unless you just yeah. make the most. Like even if you're RPSing someone, you have to RPS them with confidence, right? You can't be swapping late. You can't be <laughs> doing this stuff, right? You have to like actually like, believe that you. I'm like, I'm going to destroy you with RPS, right? In this situation. Like this game's over, right? Halfway through. But, mm-hmm. you know, so so having that confidence is really important there too, so... <clears throat> Dude, there's actually a quote. There's actually a quote from Confucius. You ready for this? <laughs> Dude, I know you I know you love my analogies. You thought you were getting out of here. This is Old a quote from Confucius. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's hear it. The person who says they can and the person who says they cannot are both correct. Oh, dude, that's kind of deep, not gonna lie. Dude, dude. That's um yo. It's true. It's true. I if might, you walk, if man. like like Caleb said, if you walk in there and you're like, I can't beat Ramberto, I can't beat Trent. Guess what? I don't think you're gonna beat him. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. You have to believe before you can actually execute, right? Yeah, I love that. It, it, you think we're allowed to quote Confucius on on broadcast, <laughs> dude? I I'm working on you, man. Over time, over maybe, time. Maybe you know. Maybe you know how to. I don't know if this is kosher or not. Maybe I won't say Confucius, but I'll just say to, to quote a friend of mine. Dude, you you know you know um when when Tonton won, I said yeah. that the self-made champion is a myth. Remember that? Uh, I, what I does said, that mean specifically? The I said champion? the self-made champion is a myth. It requires a community, it requires the friends, the people that support mm-hmm. them, the yes. scrims, yeah, the yeah, teachers, yeah. everything. Right. It's actually a quote from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, you're ripping off Arnold Schwarzenegger now too, <laughs> dude. I'm telling. Hey, hey, I'm just saying. Uh. Like For those it. of you that that heard that, dude, the self-made champion's a myth. No, nobody. I don't care who you are. Nobody just wakes up one day and has everything they need and learns everything they need to learn to win a championship. It just doesn't happen. Hey, maybe we help. should have a race to see who gets quote Confucius first in a broadcast, <laughs> dude. It's it's deep, dude. It's a deep quote. Say the quote one more time. Yeah, I'll send it to you as well. The person who says they can and the person who says they cannot are both correct. I love it. I love dude. it. What a what a great way! And you know what? That fifty per one point one percent that that voted fair game, you're a bunch of canners. A bunch <laughs> of Andrew Cannots are the cringe people. Those people that say kind for of sure. cringe. I guess Dude. I guess that sells it for the T. Everyone's right. They're both right mm-hmm. on the poll. The real question yeah. is, where does Evan stand on this? He didn't really share his opinion. Dude, true. But 
I guess we'll see. Uh, I think that just about wraps it up for us. Um, mm-hmm. Wish you the yeah. best of luck next week as you dive into a spicy chip, right? <laughs> yeah, we got a uh, we got a Bastion stream coming up. If I may plug a couple things, we have our GBLA stream coming up Wednesday night. We have another one Thursday night, six thirty Eastern Dude, start time. Killing it, Caleb. Caleb and I will be doing some Bastion uh, battles in Great League at some point. We'll TBD. Yeah, um, let me know. Sunday, we actually have a charity tournament coming up as well. So, oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's for St. Baldrick's Catch a Million. It's to raise money to fight kids' cancer. And every I, year... I think I saw that, actually, yeah. Yep. Every year in April, from the 23rd to the 29th, or at least the last week of April, they host this fundraiser. Goals to raise $100,000 as a as an organization. We're going to do our best to help out. Awesome. Love to see it. Love the community events, too, in general. Right, It's a great Dude. way to kind of bring us together. I mean, Pokemon Go... Especially Pokemon Go PP is a very solitary aspect mm-hmm. of the game, but there's a yes. lot of ways to bring in the community, which we saw this past weekend at UIC. We're seeing it in online events, and yeah, mm-hmm. we're seeing it these charities, so it's really cool. That about wraps it up for us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, leave it on our yeah. YouTube. You know where it's at. Squirrel Trap, you know people. where it's at, too. I look forward to your comments every single week. You know? I want to hear people weigh in. Seriously, I, I want to hear, I want to hear what you guys think. Yeah, exactly. Um, and maybe we'll have a guest in the future, maybe not. But I'm gonna stay tuned for that. The real question is, maybe we need to replace the the co-host if if the spicy oh. chip is a little too much, right? You know. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on your I, um, I could. Go ahead. I know. Go, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I could legit like lose my voice if it's if it's too intense. <laughs> well, no, not only that, but imagine if you quit this, you're like, I'm done with this thing, man. I just I just can't take all this stuff, right? And you're like, uh, what's it called? What's that thing called where you like hand someone else like a folder of things like to your successor? My oh yeah 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 my exit interview. I get kind of like an exit interview notes. thing, right? It's like it's like yeah notes for the next like your like your successor, right? And they'll be reading and they're like. You'd be like, don't make bets with Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. It's like number one. Can't help yourself, you know. Everyone's like that. Yeah. Anyway, that does wraps it up for us. Thank y'all for tuning in, and we'll catch you all on the next one. Peace out. Peace. Peace.